You there, mate? Yeah, yeah. Do I sound all right? Do I sound yeah, loud enough? It's all good. Good stuff. Oh, shit. Fine. Oh, there's apple juice everywhere. It looks... Oh, no. Electric's all right? Oh, Are you? Have you got wires everywhere? Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, am I still sounding great and clear? Oh, that's yeah, all you're that matters. good. You shut up. You sound great. All right, great. That's fine, then. Fine. Crack on. Welcome along to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites a different guest each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. Joining me as ever for this meander through television's great and good is Luke Bateman, a man who proudly describes his own fashion style as retro, which I would agree with given Superdry and Hollister hit their popularity peak way back in 2012. And shuffling behind at a snail's pace is my best mate and arch-nemesis Elliot Williams, a man who once attended a Bugsy Malone club night in Bournemouth expecting the crowd to be dressed up in waistcoats with pinstripe trilbies armed with custard pies and water pistols. He got quite the shock. (laughs) I really did. Uh, This was ages ago, wasn't it? It was so embarrassing. Obviously, I don't know too much about the modern state of music, as we all know. Uh, So I went down to visit a mate who was at Bournemouth University at the time. load of us lads came down. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, well, they were having carlings and stuff. And, I, you know, I was a few VKs or, or G&Ts down. A v- VK is just like a WKD, is it not? Yeah, but it stands for Vodka Kicks. I vodka didn't know kicks? that. Vodka oh, Kicks. That's cool. Like the band Rizzle Kicks? Don't know who they are. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I do. Um, talked about the famous rapper Bugsy Malone. Mama it's, does it's the hum. <laughs> so yeah, we went, we went down. We were going to this club. I can't remember the name. It was probably something like Earth, Wind and Fire or whatever these cool, funky clubs are called. What, I don't know. Whatever they're called, like regret, dismay, whatever they call them. Yes, some sort of miscellaneous <laughs> adjective. And, and we, were, we were queuing up. The queue was massive. I, I wondered why it was just so, was so big. Anyway, we bought the tickets and it turned out it was a Bugsy Malone club night. I thought this is going to be incredible. And I turned up and I thought, well, I haven't dressed up myself, you see. I, I thought, oh, I didn't bring anything. I didn't know. But fair enough. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's, you know, not going to be, you're not dressed up. You can't go in. It's fine. Maybe when you go in, maybe you get given a custard pie at like 1am or something. It's all a bit of a laugh. <laughs> what parties do you go to? Well, there's phone parties, isn't there? There's phone parties. True. Uh, and I was thinking we'd go in and there'd be, you know, maybe a bit of music for a bit, you know, whatever the standard kids listen to these days. And then they'd throw it in. There'll be like Fat Sam's Grand Slam, Bad Guys, My Name is Tallulah. It was going to be great. Maybe a few the musical numbers from the shows as well maybe a bit of Chicago as well and the lights went dim at about 2am and everyone started clapping and, and chanting Bugsy Bugsy <laughs> I was like come on I didn't know there were so many musical fans in the room you're in heaven aren't you there <laughs> I was thinking this is gonna be a scream and then some guy came onto the stage with, with a microphone and started rapping and people were loving it they were jumping up and down everyone in the whole room knew every single bloody word that was going on and it people turned... were taking their ties off relaxing <laughs> <listening> up. <laughs> turns out it was this rapper called Bugsy Malone, but Bugsy with a Z instead of an S, yes. so it's cool and down with the kids. <laughs> uh, and oh, every, everyone dear, loved it. And that, that went on till 4am, so that was a scream oh. for me. Well, that was also the same occasion I had to drink red wine out of my own shoes. What? 
<laughs> I know. So uh, the boys who were at this uni halls with said, oh, there's something in your shoes, mate. I wonder if it was a little bug or something. No, they, they poured red wine, or it might have been rosé, in my really nice posh work shoes. And I had to gargle down the, this rosé from my own shoes, which were now sticky that I now couldn't wear to the Bugsy Malone club night. And I was hoping to because the only thing I had that fit the bloody costume. Or you throwing them out now? You've got rid of them. Of course I throw clothes out. Everyone throws clothes out. Once I've worn clothes twice, I throw them out. They're out of fashion. You're well, the only person that I know so. who doesn't do that. You, you've literally worn the same clothes that I've known you since 2009. <laughs> uh, no, well, I, I don't want to spend uh, my useless time and money and effort, Elliot, on, on material objects, um, which is why I've worn the same wardrobe for at least six years, if I'm being totally and utterly serious. <laughs> You've got That's the same three. <laughs> you've got the same three jumpers on rotation. Actually, is that the only coat you have? The Hollister coat. This, listen, I got a coat, and I got a coat uh, about five years ago, so I could be warm in the winter months, and in the summer months, I wouldn't have to wear a coat, and that has kept me through. And I've got no intention of changing it. I don't care what the brand is, and I'm not going to be shouted down. Are I'm not going to gr- bow down to fashion. Are you not growing? Have you been um, six foot two forever? I have to say, things are a little bit small now. Some jumpers are cropped up. <laughs> I would say that out loud. I don't care what your name is. Super Dry, Jack Wills, Hollister. If it's cheap, if it's a bargain, I will gladly accept it as a gift and I will wear it and I don't care what anyone says, all right? I'm having a nightmare, mate. Why? I still, after weeks and weeks, cannot find anyone to go and see JLS with me. It's a nightmare. Well, I did say this would happen. When you spend £175 on tickets, Elliot, you, you got two tickets and you fully expected someone would go with you, but you completely overestimated their popularity. No, 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 I haven't overestimated their popularity. That's the thing. They've had to extend their tour. They've got about 32 arena dates, so they are popular, mate. Better Gosh. than Bugsy Malone. He's not doing 32 arena gigs. No, he's doing a small club in Bournemouth. You, you started a beef between Bugsy Malone and JLS. I'd like to see how this plays out. <laughs> Problem is, nobody wants to go and see JLS who has brought tickets already and the people who I do ask say I'm stupid like people like you are putting me down any luck so far anyone come forward I have been messaging everyone under the sun by this point obviously I've got two tickets one for me and one for a guest I don't want the other person to pay anymore I just want the company otherwise I'm just going to end up in the arena with a seat for me bloody bag which you probably can't take into the arena anyway so actually it's just one for me coat and I don't wear a coat you're the only one that wears a coat ideally I would like to take a girl on a date, maybe, but that's not going to happen at JLS, is it? No, and you've only got about nine months to find one. So. The only girl who's told me that she really wants to go is me mum. Oh. She keeps dropping me texts all the time for no reason whatsoever. I'll just be going through my day and I'll see a little text on my phone. She'll go, I still like JLS, XX. No, uh. mum, <laughs> you're not going with me. Out of the blue, irregularly sending you JLS lyrics, just in poem form. <laughs> no, Lovely. she will. And she just texts me and goes, Be Again's a really good song, isn't it? Oh, I'd love to see them live. No, Mum, not happening. So we need to find you, basically, someone to go to JLS with. Is that? Am I reading this correctly? Basically, that is the only mission I've got in my entire life for the next seven months. So this is now a call-out. This is a platform in which you can finally not look like a loser at a gig somewhere, and we've got to try and find you someone to go to JLS with. Is that right? It's a national search, mate. And I'm going to try and ask Niall Gray, uh, who is our guest on the show today, if he knows anyone. Basically, if Anne-Marie or Camilla Cabello want to come with me, I'm absolutely down for that. Okay, so we'll ask Niall. We'll ask if he can help you out. Um, He's got a fairly good listenership because he's a Capital FM DJ and we're not. So that seems like a pretty good bet. Yep, a very interesting guest to have on the show today. Looking forward to having him on. Looking forward to chatting telly with him. He's done some great viral videos that have gone really viral, funnily enough, in, in the past. In the past. 
past few weeks. Um, he did one especially where he was a, a primary school DJ at a disco, which is so funny. We all remember those kind of videos, so check him out on that. So I think he's especially going to have a really good funny choice for his childhood option as well. Yeah, he's everything that we're not really, isn't he? He can do impressions. He's got the youth at his disposal on his social media. He's got the cool capital FM DJ voice. He's a very popular young man, and I look forward to uh, talking telly about him, which is exactly what you said. You can cut you can cut that bit out, but you can have the bit that I said earlier on. <laughs> now, Niall spends his career now talking about music, talking to pop stars, getting the lowdown on music. He knows what's going on. He knows the charts. He knows the people that are in the chart. Back in 2011, when we would have been 12 years old, Elliot, I don't know if you remember this so well, but we had our own radio show that went up on YouTube. Do you remember don't this? you dare. Don't you yeah, dare. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no I you shut I, up I now. Don't you dare bring this up. I know you're very embarrassed about this, but I feel like listeners need to understand that we've, we've always had a, a pretty prestigious uh, background in radio. It was called Luke and Elle's Radio <laughs> oh, Show. Oh, I hate you um, so much. Now, look, it was a long time ago. I'm going to play you, whether you like it or not, I'm going to play you a clip of us discussing music at the time from 2011. No, There's you no are not. No, you, you are there not. There is no objection. Absolutely firstly, no way. Listen firstly to how high your voice is. Listen to my in-depth knowledge of the charts. And then you tell me we couldn't get a job to this day at Capital FM. I hate you so much. with the music charts. Unfortunately, we've only got five minutes of the show left. Yep. Oh, There you go. That was uh, <laughs> that was example there with "Change the Way You Kiss Me," which is uh, all right, I guess. <laughs> with with someone rappy. Yeah, I know. I wasn't secluded so up then. I take the piss out of you now, but I'm better now. I'm better. Imagine, imagine if Noel said, "Okay, we've got a great tune coming up. Uh, it's all right, I suppose." <laughs> someone a bit poppy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to ask Noel if he can show his bosses that and see if we can get a job. Your voice is. So high, it's extraordinary. Uh, I mean, it hasn't got a lot lower now, to be fair. Although, in comparison, it probably has. I've had a vendetta against that YouTube channel for so long now. Uh, I'm not going to say what it's called at all, but essentially, there's all my old YouTube stuff. You know, like in year eight, everyone like has a little go at some multimedia stuff. So I've got loads of clips on there from my Club Penguin days as well, because I don't know if you know this, mate, uh, and a lot of people don't, but I was a famous penguin on Club Penguin. What does that mean? With my mate David, we took the world by storm. We had a famous Club Penguin blog. Loads of people would come onto our website. We had loads of hits. You know, we would go on to Club Penguin servers and people would chat online about where we were if we were online. I, I can't remember the password, Luke. Sometimes oh I Oh God, yeah, you've forgotten the password. Sometimes I, th it, it, I sometimes I think it was like an old film, but I can't remember what it is. I tried can't capital letters. No, I, I've tried, tried, Luke. I tried writing to Google. Honestly, you just can't do it. It's the only time I've ever tried writing a letter in my life. And they said, no, we can't do it because you could oh, be anyone. I, I can do the voice. I can do, hello, it's me, Luke. Luke, he's my... F oh, it's I'm Ellie, even. Oh, that could be Luke, who knows? It could be either, to be It fair. could be anyone. 
I've, I've started two campaigns today. Uh, I'm going to have to also start a smear campaign against myself to get this stuff taken down. Against the YouTube channel. You're is that right? So, you're such a knock. <laughs> you have to report yourself for abuse. But anyway, it's time to speak to Niall. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing if he can get a pop star or, or anyone he knows to come to see JLS with me in December. Because otherwise I'm going to be sitting alone, crying, waving my hands to everybody in love. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's do it. So here on You Have Been Watching, we imagine that our special guest has won a weekend away in a hotel room in Preston, where all they can do is lie back and watch telly. They'll be choosing four of their favourite ever TV shows, and we'll be hearing why they've chosen them and what it means to them. At the end, we'll also ask them what television personality they want to spend their weekend with and what they'd like to eat. Our competition winner today is Niall Gray, born 29th of August 1996, presumably conceived around 29th of November 1995. Niall was raised in Essex and has always had entertainment in his bones. From work behind the scenes for TV to going viral online with his impressions of tragic wedding DJs and daytime telepresenters, Niall has really got his finger on the pulse when it comes to making original, light-hearted content. Niall's first breakthrough at Capital FM, one of the UK's premier music and chat radio stations, was in Brighton, where he briefly worked for their regional channel before the call-up to Capital's central home at the heart of London's Leicester Square. He is one of this country's most promising young presenters and apparently a ruddy good laugh as well. Niall Gray really is on a three-way video link to us from his abode in the big smoke that is London Town. Hello. Well, what an intro. I mean, I'm not going to complain at that, am I? I feel like my head has just grown in size massively. I did also learn something from that as well. When I was conceived, I never knew that. <laughs> There you uh, go. Some solid maths We there. weren't there at the time. We did have to count Well, you're not. <laughs> I think I was. As you know, we had to give our guests something to think about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, that is going to linger for quite a while now. <laughs> what is it like being Capital FM DJ? What's an average day for you like? Listening to a lot of it as well. Listening to a lot of radio. I think early days when I just kind of like started to get into it, which was only about two years ago. So I mean, to be honest, it wasn't it wasn't really that long ago. I just kind of found myself putting on like a, the classic like old school DJ voice, like without meaning to. And, just, and they're just like, we don't want that. We just want a normal person. We just want you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> listen, listening to a lot of radio, I think, and just kind of like obviously finding that style. You do uh, radio at so many different times. Have you ever fallen asleep at the decks or some? Sometimes it's just you in the studio, isn't it? With a camera operating the whole whole of the country. Have you ever yeah. fallen asleep or forgot to press a button or just got, oh God, there's song. <laughs> I mean, luckily not. Like usually, um, because at the moment I'm, I'm on at five till nine on Sunday mornings. Uh, so it's an early start. I have to wake up about 3 a.m. Um, so as soon as I get in, like I'm just trying to battle the sleep. Like when I'm driving in there, just kind of downing coffee. As soon as I get there, get another coffee. So I mean, to be honest, for a lot of the show, I'm just like, right, well now I need the toilet. But it's, it's <laughs> yeah, no, I've never fallen asleep at the desk. So so that's something. You're the modern day Steve Wright Sunday love songs, but Niall Gray <laughs> Sunday morning hungover <laughs> shows. Well, yeah, literally, yeah. I mean, you can sometimes tell by the texts. Like when, when people text in, it's just like, what are you trying to say there? Like, and even like you sometimes get it when people have clearly just texted the wrong number. Just say, like, I'm so sorry or thanks for tonight. It was so good to see you. 
Just like, well, <laughs> you can uncover some there, seedy I'm... secrets. Yeah, well, I want to phone him up and just get the full story. <laughs> that was not meant for public broadcast. Um, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to also ask you, like, what is your relationship with music? Because obviously you have to love music. I mean, most people do. But surely you can't like everything. So are your music tastes incredibly broad or do you have to kind of pretend to like certain stuff? I, I don't think... know if you're allowed to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is quite broad. Like, I always hate, you know, when people are like, oh, what music are you into? and they just go just a bit of everything I mean like that's that's far too broad isn't it I mean yeah. from that, that, screamo to Be- classical Beethoven all the way to Bugsy Malone <laughs> yeah, well, yeah exactly exactly but um, yeah it is I mean obviously a lot of the music I play I'm def- definitely into but I like a lot of the old school stuff as well you know like kind of madness the who the jam I think that's kind of a lot of the music that I grew up with so kind of obviously not capital at all but I'm quite into that as well as like everything else that I kind of play but surely you are sometimes lying for your teeth you don't have to name but surely, <laughs> surely sometimes you are you are you are saying, well, another cracker there from. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just kind of hold back, saying, "Love that so much." <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the DJ voice you were talking about there. What, what what is that voice you were saying that you were doing at the start and they didn't want that? How does that well, differ from what your normal voice? Is? <laughs> well, I, I actually feel like I've now kind of taken that voice, that voice that they didn't want. I've now kind of put that into its own its own thing. So, um, yeah, these, these videos that I've been doing online, gone for like the classic old school DJ style. I mean, we've all been to like family parties or weddings and things like that, where you've just got that DJ there that it's just okay. They just say okay <laughs> before before like any sentence. Um, I feel like yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of using that voice <laughs> in a different way now. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of uh, TikTok videos, some online videos. Of course, you went viral with those uh, with those school disco DJ uh, videos. What else are you doing? What, what what what's next for you in terms of these videos? I, again, I think it's just like I've realised I just quite like mimicking <laughs> mimicking other people at the moment. <laughs> like the property shows have gone down well as well. Like so, just kind of pretending that it's like a place in the sun and just kind of trying to watch and get the mannerisms of these presenters. Like love some hand gestures. Uh, it's all kind of over the place and just like yeah so i think i've got a few few more of those videos coming up and the beauty of that is you could literally do basically any channel four show <laughs> it'll go down four in a bed come dine with me and it'll go down an absolute scream what's that american show you know move that bus <laughs> have to say not familiar with move that bus you know what? actually you know what i might even be getting this mixed up i don't know well i've seen a family guy episode and they've got that in if this, if this is one of your choices for the show i'm afraid we're in for a long afternoon <laughs> move that bus us. that was gonna be my bonus one uh, <laughs> one that makes me sweat you know move that bus where they all say move that bus and the bus gets moved <laughs> and that's the end of that <laughs> roll credits awesome. i've been i've been really struggling now because obviously like a lot of the members of the public i brought tickets to jls uh, oh. A couple of months ago, and I've really been struggling because no one will come and see it with me. I bought two tickets, one for me, and I thought someone's going to want to come with me, but absolutely no one. I've asked people, the people who want to go have got tickets already, so I've been really struggling. I'm trying to get a nationwide search going with people who, who wants someone who wants to see JLS with me, but I'm really struggling. It's quite sad. My mum's the only person who wants to go at the moment. Is, is this an invite? Is this a... It's an invite to anyone. <laughs> to anyone. Watch. If you want to go, you can. Likewise, if you want to give Camilo Cabello a, a call. Camilo, what, what <laughs> yeah. you if you can know. get a name right, Camilo. Does she, does she do trap music? I don't know. I don't know what trap is. I don't know. I don't really know who she is, if I'm honest. You see, he bought these JLS tickets ages ago, and he, he said, 
I'll get to because I'll get someone to go with me. Now, I don't present capital, so I'm allowed to say that I have no interest whatsoever in the JLS reunion tour. So I am not going with him, even if he paid me. So he is desperate. He's lowered his standards further and further as the weeks have gone by, and no one wants to go. So seriously, if you know anyone, he's a desperate, lonely old man here. <laughs> well, is this standing right now? So your so your mum is is like at the top of, top of the list right now. Well, she, she's the only one on the list now. That's oh, the God. problem. She's the only well, one who said yes. <laughs> well, my, what, maybe what you need to do get um get your face on like a A4 bit of paper, laminate it, just whack it on a load of you know what are called like lamp posts around the town, <laughs> like a lost and, dog. Yeah, like a, oh, what's this missing cat? Oh no, it's not. Is this just an invite to say JLS? <laughs> no, are you are you going, Niall? Have you got a ticket? I haven't got a ticket, but it sounds like I do now. I mean, I'm going to take that one. <laughs> Elliot and I have, uh, we have, we've got a 20-minute radio show on YouTube from uh, 2011 in which we cannot take down because Elliot's forgotten the password to that YouTube account. We spend the first five minutes talking about our favourite musical, which I know is pretty groovy, actually, at the moment. Uh, <laughs> pretty groovy. Then we move into the big debate where yeah. I debate why carpets are better than Elliot's choice, which is torches and flashlights. Right, okay. That's, that's torches slash flashlights, by the way. Okay, um, okay. It's, it's like Alan Partridge mid-morning matters. <laughs> For the American and listeners, who were we too busy looking to wear the bus. Now, have you have you had anything embarrassing on your social media that you've had to have removed since you've now gone professional <sighs> and your social media is a bit more scrutinised? I mean, there was, when I was in college, me uh, and two other mates, we kind of, we, we were doing like this project at the time where we uh, where we had to kind of be a band, be, be a boy <laughs> band. And for some reason, we made the awful decision of uploading a video uh, oh, of us singing awesome. to Twitter. So I don't know if it's still out there. I really hope it isn't. And uh, yeah, I, I like you were saying earlier on, like the problem that you've got is the the whole Twitter password situation. So, oh yeah, I've kind of just blocked that out of my memory now. So I'm just kind of, you know, if you just think like I don't think it's there, it's going to be fine as long as I don't see it, it's fine. And in but 15 years, it's going to resurface. I've got <laughs> so many Club Penguin videos that I just cannot get deleted. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Club Penguin. I mean, what what a what a website that it's was as well. It's, kind of... it's come back. No, yeah, has it? Re- what Disney have rebuilt it or whoever's done. They've re- it's exactly the same and it's back and it's mega you just got to do everything again from scratch but yes yeah, I spent a couple of hours on it depressingly it's a little bit like what, what, what era are we living in right now because I mean I, I've been playing Sims as well for like, the past uh, yeah, few yeah, weeks yeah. <laughs> there's a point there's a, there's a point in that radio show thing on YouTube where we talk about television and we say oh yeah we've been enjoying The Apprentice at the moment remember this is 2011 and Elliot chips in and goes yeah and if you don't see it there's a repeat 4 till 5 on Sundays BBC 2 <laughs> I need to dig that up. So that's that's still out there, isn't it? I'm gonna to have to listen. Yeah, to but that so afterwards. is your boy band. So <laughs> if you're doing that, I really wish I didn't we say this. We blackmail each well. other. <laughs> Congratulations, Niall. Uh, you won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city of Preston, where you'll be spending all your time in the finest twin bedroom Preston Travel Lodge has to offer. It's common knowledge, of course. There's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television. We hope you have a pleasant stay. So you've got four TV options that are broken down into four different TV categories uh, to help you make your choices and a couple of bonus choices as well, but we'll get onto that a little bit later. So your first TV choice you get to take away 
to press them with you is a TV choice that makes you think of your childhood. I'm really, really looking forward to this one. <laughs> Obviously, there's 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 quite a few, but I think the one that just like it, it's as soon as you see it again now. Like I, I YouTubed it the other day just to kind of watch it. I was like, it, you know, you know, sometimes when you smell a smell and it puts you back <laughs> in that spot. It's exactly what happened when I watched this. So it's Art Attack. It's just so calm and peaceful. You know, like how these ASMR videos are at the moment with people like tapping things and like yeah. doing these little scratchy things. I was watching it. It's just so like peaceful. It's such a great way to fall asleep. And um, the, uh, the presenter as well, is it Neil B- Buchanan, I think his name was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to really want to change my name to Neil, which is similar enough anyway, Niall to Neil. But yeah, I just I just loved that guy so much and just everything that he did. It was it was just like it was just my icon as a child for some reason. So he was the guy that had like a kind of brown bowl cut or kind of brown hair and he had he always wore rugby tops. Is this the guy? Or am I thinking someone could be I, mean, I don't know. He used he used to wear the red jumper with the yeah. Art Attack logo on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could could you explain for anyone that, that, that missed Art Attack what the show was, how it went about? I mean they were like they were set in the studio where they just had these massive massive items like there was a huge paintbrush uh and just like these these big old pots of paint just all dotted around the studio and um yeah they 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 would just kind of show you how to make little things like uh uh how to make photo frames and uh it was it was one of those things as soon as they start making it it's like that looks so easy i could do that it's so impressive but as soon as you get around to doing it i mean your your pens are like you know 99p he's probably got like 50 quid black ink pen but they did the um the, the big art attack as well do you remember that that was awesome wasn't it yeah i remember i remember trying to do one of them like um so i think I, he used to do it with like characters so he'd get like um bedding and pillows and uh what literally anything you can find around the house and just like a make a, a, a massive picture i never understood how they took the picture do you know what i mean they were like <laughs> <laughs> this was before drones wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I tried to make a, a stick man once out of pegs, and um, I mean, it, it, it wasn't as much detail as good old Neil made in the in the shows. But you know, I, I was happy with it. I don't know if you know, but obviously half of his job was doing Art Attack, and then when he wasn't presenting Art Attack, he was, I think, a singer in a heavy metal rock band. <laughs> no, that is going to blow your mind. Yeah, I think he, he used to have like uh, Slipknot, and he used to like do like the black eyeliner, and his hair was all crazy. So we did Art Attack, which was all sweet and nice, and. And then he was in like a rock band that was really wow. hardcore. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, that's another one of those things yeah. you got to check out now. That's amazing. <laughs> so, do you know there was 23 seasons? I've just looked this up. That's 20, a lot. 23. That's a lot because it started in 1990. So oh it would have been still God. going when we when we were children. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? That is impressive. I mean, <laughs> how many things did he make? Loads. Absolutely loads. <laughs> I only remember like the same three episodes. No. <laughs> 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 we're in the park again, doing a theme park. Classic. Yeah. In that again, mate. <laughs> Am I right in thinking it was always stuff that you could do at home, right? I mean, like, they say you? that. They well, say that you could do it and it just, yeah, yeah it never worked. But yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was just easy, easy stuff that you could do around the house. You don't have a nine metre sponge? <laughs> <laughs> and I also, because um, I remember he was left handed and um, for some what a reason. Bizarre memory. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. And what, like, so many artists are left handed and my sister's left handed as well. And I just got really jealous. I was just like, see, if I was left handed, I'd be such a good artist. And, and I wasn't. And my name's not Neil. So yeah. I, just, I just set myself up for failure. So I didn't, I didn't pursue a career in arts and crafts. Uh, I, just, I just think I just wanted to be a clown. I think that's, that's all it was, really. Um, Neil Buchanan brings that home and his wife goes, Where are you going to put that then? <laughs> Where's that going to go? It's going to go straight in the shed, isn't it? 
<laughs> I would love to know what that guy's house looks like. Just that's going back to the twenty foot crab that's laid out in the shed. <laughs> I could just imagine him sleeping in like a massive empty paint pot. <laughs> like maybe that's what his house is, you know, like SpongeBob's got a little pineapple, he's just got a paint pot. He's made really uncomfortable, but they go, Yeah, but it's a great aerial shot. You should see it. <laughs> Next to awesome. his heavy metal guitar and his eyeliner that's run onto the pillow. I can't believe that. I just can't see him in the same way now, to be honest. <laughs> he's a man of many talents. You can look him up afterwards. The second choice is a TV show that gets you laughing. Can be anything you like. Can be can be a dark comedy. It doesn't have to be a comedy, but whatever it is, it's got to get you laughing. Yeah. Depends how sick you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a thriller. Um, <laughs> I, it's got to be Gavin and Stacey. It's a it's a classic, really. Right. It's a classic. But um, I just think with with Gavin and Stacey, it's like if somebody else likes it, you just know you're going to get on with them instantly. I did kind of have a situation before where um, I was seeing this girl and we were kind of like a Lucky. few... Lucky. Uh, yeah, right? God, those were the days. <laughs> but about three weeks in, uh, I bring up Gavin and Stacey. She's like, never seen it. Just, I just don't really don't think it's funny. And like, oh, it sounds awful, but I was like, that, that stuck with me. And I mean, quite clearly, I'm not with her anymore. So <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't long. It just wasn't to be. It was just not long after that. I was like, I mean, we've, we've clearly got different types of humour. But yeah, just just Gavin and Stacey. Like, can't tell you how many times I've binge watched it. I mean, obviously now everyone's loving it as well. If not that, everyone who didn't know of it before definitely do now because of the Christmas special. Did you watch it at the time? And in which case, what what did you love about it? Was there something different you loved about it the first time to what you love about it now? I think I think for me, maybe it's because I, I feel like I can relate to a few of the characters, like being from Essex as well. Just like, I feel like I know a Mick. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. Mick and a Pam. It's just... <laughs> such friendly people like they're the type of family that you just kind of want to go away with go on go on holidays stay in barry in a caravan like that's that's all you need really uh, so i think it was that it's just like quite relatable really could you sum up gavin and stacy in three sentences what it's about i mean for anyone that doesn't know which cannot be many people other than this girl that you know you you jilted at the aisle because she didn't know uh what gavin and stacy was <laughs> yeah i know that's why i judge people now unless they've yeah. seen gavin and stacy or not uh yeah basically girl from Wales, a guy from Essex, they fall in love. Um, wow, stop, stop there. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's all right. That's fine. That, yeah. That's pretty good. Do you have a Smithy? Do you have a Nessa in your life? Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons, because I obviously watched Gavin and Stacey at the time, really enjoyed it. But then I started working abroad. Um, I was actually doing presenting uh, at like a hotel um, over in Mallorca. Wow. And um, I was there there with a mate. He, he was doing like the kids club stuff. But, but anyway, we were working working there together. And we just decided to, to binge watch Gavin, Gavin and Stacey. Did it within like a few days. And he just is smithy. You know, like it's just a, I feel like we've all got that that sort of mate who's just a bit, just a bit mental. But yeah, it just, yeah, probably reminds me of him. Could he recognise that he was Smithy, or was he insulted? Uh, no, I think he did. I mean, he, did, he doesn't really look <laughs> like Smithy, but I think he quite liked I think he kind of played up to it a little bit, but every time he just walked through a door, he was like, oh, 216, how are we? Come on, Eileen. <laughs> I think he just watched it too much. It's just kind of like become part of his personality now. Do you have a, a favourite moment from any of the series of Gavin and Stacey that you, that you go, yes, I know that catchphrase. That is, that is my favourite bit. Um, I like the one when uh, Bryn, uh, he gets himself a t-shirt that says, my niece went to Greece, but all I got with his lousy t-shirt. <laughs> and they're just like, but I didn't get it for you. He's like, I know, I got it as a joke. <laughs> that was meant to be a Welsh accent, by the way. <laughs> Lo- lovely Geordie as well, terrific. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I need to rewatch it a few more times. I work on that. Impressions aren't the strongest, but yeah, I like I like that. I like that episode. And what did you think of the Christmas special as well? One of the biggest episodes ever seen by 10 million or something, but so many people watched it. Did it do it justice for you? Should they have left it at series three, or was it just wonderful? I yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't think they could have done any more. I think a lot of people were kind of wanting to know what happened on the fishing trip, but I think that's that's the whole joke, isn't it? Like you're you're thinking of all these things that could happen on the fishing trip. I think if they ever revealed it, you'd just be like, right, well that's it, that's it then. And it would whatever it is would never lead up to the expectations. I just really want to go to Barry. That's all I know. I need <laughs> need to go to Barry now. I need to go to the house. I heard as well that the, the woman whose house that they film in apparently she just invites people in. Like there's there's like a note on the door. You can wow. you can go in and and have a little look around the house. What? I've heard so, that she has a plaque as well. I think in the house. Oh really? Yeah yeah. Both shows so far have sort of been chosen on emotion and feeling, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, right. It made you feel something. Yeah. You're a very deep person, aren't you now? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> I remember the Series 3 box set of Gavin and Stacey came out before they'd aired the final episode of Gavin and Stacey. It came out on the Monday where they just aired Episode 5. So I, of course, bought the DVD. Not many people knew it was out because not many people really still... It was kind of when DVDs were just dying. So I bought Series yeah. 3 and watched the last episode and then went into school the next day and went, I know what happens. <laughs> you were that guy. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> still am to that day if I'm honest yeah. <laughs> we'll still weird, find though, something that they did that wasn't it I also remember like, box sets used to be so expensive didn't they obviously you've got all these like streaming services now but yeah. But box sets, they used to be like a hundred quid for like whatever like Big Bang Theory or whatever yeah. like the Friends one was the big one yeah uh, your third choice is a TV show that gets you sweating. Maybe a change of tone for this one, I don't know. A little bit, yeah. This one, like, is still fairly new. I only watched it recently, but End of the Effing World. Nice, I sense really myself as well. good, really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. So I, I feel, again, going back to, you know, the deep side of me, really emotional. <laughs> I feel, I sort of feel like I can relate to the characters a little bit. Like, um, I think it's Alyssa and James. So, like, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's like these two kids who, well, the guy is an absolute psychopath. So he's he's still in school, but wants to uh, wants to murder someone, basically. He's grown up, like, killing animals and things like that. Um, and he wants to kind of up his game and actually kill somebody. He wants, wants to kill this girl. Uh, but then they end up really getting along, sort of running away together. Yeah, the, the killing killing does take place, doesn't it? But but not with her. Um, when I said I can relate to this... Yeah, um, <laughs> it got a little bit dark. <laughs> let me, yeah. Let and, me. Uh, yeah. So uh, now I'm on the run from the police. And, uh, oh, you know, nice just, But no, I, th- I feel like just because, like, how awkward that little relationship is between those two, I feel like when I was in school, I kind of went through a, a relationship like that minus the the killings um <laughs> but just it, one of those things where like the girl was a bit of a, a loose cannon running away and all this stuff and i was just kind of there awkwardly going along this journey where they're like right okay <laughs> there's a there's a rise of shows like this at the moment a bit like killing eve where they sort of go across genres and it's simultaneously like a buddy movie and a thriller and a road movie and a comedy and a sort of off-the-wall yeah. drama. And it is fantastic, isn't it? It's got humour, a serious bit. It's Jessica Barden and uh, mm. Alex Lawther are the leads, aren't they? And they're so, so good. They've got great chemistry, haven't they? Yeah, I love those two as well. Like, it was one of those series, as soon as I watched it, I just kind of became obsessed with it. I wanted to rewatch it again. And just, I watched 
so many interviews with those two in it. And I think just because they're sort of so similar to their characters already, they're not they're not kind of putting on this completely different character, which seems really weird because as soon as you watch the show, they're, they're kind of just, it, it makes you feel weird. I think watching it just kind of makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. But yeah, I like that. And, and just like, it's all so aesthetically pleasing, I think. The fact that you don't really know when it's set could be anywhere. I think I, I saw online it was it was set anywhere between like 1988 to 2006 because they don't have like any they don't have really yeah. modern technology. There's no like certain dress sense really, um, and like location as well. You don't really know where it's filmed, so it's all quite it's all quite mysterious. And the soundtrack as well is so strange, isn't it? It's like jazz music. There's there's so many blues. It's everything. It's modern. It's yeah, great. yeah. The soundtrack's great. Just just listening to it out and about. If you're going for like a walk or something, it's it's, it's, a, it's an emotional walk. <laughs> you're up, you're down, you're running. <laughs> you say location as well. There's like an American diner in series two in the middle of a forest, which yeah. is presumably in the middle of England. So it's, it's just random, isn't it? Totally random. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, completely weird. And even like the houses, they look a little bit American. But again, I think that's why I enjoy it so much because it is so British. It's an interesting story, isn't it? Because it was originally made by Channel 4 and they put about three episodes up and it went absolutely nowhere. They were absolutely gutted. So they did a partnership with Netflix and they put it on Netflix and that's when it then blew up because everyone was watching it on Netflix, which is kind of sad, really, but also it shows how the world's going. Yeah, of course. Uh, and Alex Lawler as well. Uh, he was in uh, Black Mirror, wasn't he? Was it Shut Up and Dance, that episode? Yeah. And he was so good in that as well, kind of playing the same character again. He was mm. so good in that. He's a, he's a very good young talent. That was that was another contender, actually. Black Black Mirror gets you sweating. I think just because that, that one's so good, how like... I just don't know how they write it, to be honest, because it's so messed up. It's so weird, but also it's so true as well. Like, there was that other episode... Um, when they're kind of rating each other, like you walk past somebody, you give them a rating or like if there's a service or something. Yeah, nosedive or something like that. Yeah, that was the one. Series three not being commissioned yet, I believe. Same as series two. They, I think it took it was like nine months before they recommissioned a second series. So hopefully the same thing again. Ten months after we finish, we might get something, but nothing yet. I mean, surely it's a no brainer. People love it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think introducing these new characters as well, because you just love, love like James and Alyssa so much. I think introducing a new one, you, like as soon as you first meet that new character, Bonnie, it's a bit like, oh no, is it going to be about somebody else? Because like at first you don't even know if the original character is like even going to be in it. But I think if they're like they're they're kind of like the staple to it and everything else that goes on, it's, they always seem to get it right. So cleverly intertwined, so cleverly. And yeah, I think you could probably be a James if you wanted to, especially <laughs> that past relationship as well. You kind of look a little bit like him Apparently. as well, <laughs> but but not quite as creepy and easy to talk to. So that's good. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, good. <laughs> really good. So the end of the beeping fucking world. Uh... <laughs> As it's commonly referred to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your final choice is a free hit. We're saying it's the TV show you couldn't live without. It can be any TV show of any genre, any year. What's it going to be? It's got to be The Office, the UK Office. Again, it's like a classic. I was thinking about all these these choices that I've gone for. I'm just like, oh, I just feel really basic right now. But they're just all so good. Like, everyone loves The Office. And again, I know they've got the US Office as well, which I actually haven't properly watched yet. I, it's, it's on the list. I need to do it. But I think I, I watched a few of the American ones, but I it, like they were early days and they're pretty much word for word as the UK ones. And then obviously just start comparing them. I was thinking, oh, it's not the same. 
shame. Don't like it. Don't like it as much. I've, I've left it for now. But yeah, it's, it's definitely on the list. It is Ricky Gervais, who plays uh, David Brent, written by Stephen Merchant, as well as Ricky Gervais. Mustn't forget Stephen Merchant, who plays a, a boss middle management in an office. I think it was in 2001 or maybe just before. <laughs> uh, it, he's just mental, isn't he? He's just, he's just so cringeworthy. It's amazing cringe watching telly. I think that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the reason why we all love it is just because we all know a David Brent. Like that that person that always <laughs> always tries a little bit too hard to be liked, but they just don't help themselves. And it's just it's quite fun to watch somebody crumble. But you also at the same time feel, feel so bad for him. But um, yeah, it's, it's just so cleverly written. And just that mockumentary style, I think, I just really enjoy. It's just the awkward looks to camera. And they, they pioneered, obviously, the mockumentary style. You know, no one had really done it before. There was a few satirical shows that tried to do it in sketch form. But really, they, they completely pioneered that. And now you've got... I mean, ev- I mean, mockumentaries were everywhere then for 10 years. And there's been a few hits, like people just do nothing really successful. I've been enjoying uh, this kind country as well recently oh, exactly another prime example yeah 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 but i think they just do it so well and it's one of those things that you just can't i think all the characters are, are right they just yeah hit the nail on the head with all of them and i think obviously you can tell that ricky gervais has just got so much to do with it the thing the thing is it's endlessly endlessly rewatchable and also it's so quotable mm. that you can watch it a million times and it's still funny and there's still things to look at isn't it i'm so glad you've chosen this now we haven't actually had it as a choice before i've got a really interesting and really recent relationship with The Office. I love Ricky Gervais. I love Stephen Merchant. All the things they've done, I think Extras is one of the best things ever written, ever created. But for years and years, all my mates love The Office and they have told me to watch The Office. I only got round to watching it last week. Really? I've only just finished it. I was so scared that I was going to dislike it because everyone around me is telling me it's going to be so good and I love it so much. I didn't want it to be spoiled, but I watched it and of course I loved it. I loved the first series especially. For me, a little bit too silly in the second series. but And then brought about with the Christmas specials, obviously. But I loved it. And that first series especially, I think, is absolutely gold. And I'm so glad I, I watched it after all these years. Obviously, I, I didn't watch it at the time because obviously I was about three years old. But I had a VHS from, from maybe at the time and I remember watching when I was about eight years old or about eight or nine. I think my parents showed it to me and they said, look, this is so subtle. You're not going to get it. You're not going to understand it. And, and I, I did get it, but it was so incredibly mind-blowing because it's so realistic. You will automatically think this would never work in the US because Absolutely. it is so British and it's kind of like the equivalent of the in-betweeners and when they made the US in-betweeners it's just like they, they've altered the jokes but it's just it just doesn't work I think, I think one of the jokes that they used in the in-betweeners was bus pansies like, what, <laughs> what is that come on now <laughs> They created it in the days when anyone could just make a TV show, didn't they? I think Ricky Gervais was just doing work experience with Stephen Merchant, or he's doing a bit of work with him. And they just took a camera for 20 minutes and made the pilot, and they just went, yeah, go on, make that show. <laughs> okay, I suppose, yeah. No yeah. chance could you do that now. Have you got a favourite Brent quote at all, Niall? That's arable. Uh. Yeah, let me have a look. My favourite is I love the training episode, the training room or whatever it is. And uh, it's, it's the, the grain exercise with the chicken and the fox. And it's, oh, thank you for letting me have my favourite food, Mr. Farmer. When I'm munching on this grain. <laughs> I think there was, there was one where it's like, um, uh, you have to be 100% behind someone before they can stab you in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've just got some up here as well a problem shared is a problem halved so is your problem really yours or just half of someone else's <laughs> 
it's the type of quotes if you heard someone saying it in real life you go oh yeah. wait yeah. what is that, is that work? <laughs> never never do today that which will become someone else's responsibility tomorrow <laughs> it's like hashtag bullshit quotes i just made up isn't it yeah <laughs> follow your own path that's <laughs> fantastic absolutely like fantastic. Some, something that we see like in your mum's kitchen on like a, a wooden plaque yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Niall, I think a lot of people would be in agreement with you. I think if I had to do it myself, I might struggle to find one better for a show that I couldn't live without than the UK office. So fantastic option. Now, you've got those four shows to take with you. You've got Art Attack, Gavin and Stacey, The End of the Fucking World, and... (laughs) You're really relishing the fucking now, aren't you? (laughs) And you've got the UK office as well. But you're not going to go alone. You get to take a TV personality with you. You get to take to Preston and watch those television shows back to back with. I think this is going to be interesting. Yeah, this is another one that I was really starting to overthink. I was trying to go for someone like super funny or then I started thinking about maybe chefs just because, you know, Preston, you got you got to eat well. Yeah. Um, but I've just gone back, I've gone back to basics and it's, it's, um, it's David Attenborough. So Ooh. it's just because I feel like you'd learn so much from that guy, clearly. I'd be walking down the street, like with so many questions. I've always wondered like, why, why do pigeons only ever have one foot? And he would just know the answer, wouldn't he? Why, why do they always have a gammy foot? Why do you never see a baby pigeon? And he yeah. would just be there. He would just be there over your shoulder, knowing the answer to everything. So I just feel like it'd be it'd be great company, and there's a lot of stories to tell. He's a national treasure as well. We've had Stephen Fry on here before, and um, he's just someone that everyone feels like they already know, don't they? Yeah, and I just feel like you, you just trust anything that he says. He could be it could be banging on about anything, and like it's it's the fact as soon as you see his name trending on Twitter, you think, oh god, oh it's happening. It's happened. Your heart skips a beat, doesn't it? I feel like that's it. You've got you've got to spend some time with him. Find out his, his deepest, darkest like secrets. See, I would be impressed now if you said that he was, you know, in his own death metal band or whatever it is that Art Attack <laughs> nils in. I haven't got that quote for that one. <laughs> Do you think he'd like your TV choice options? Do you think he'd enjoy watching Art Attack and the end of the end of the beeping world? Probably not, no. <laughs> but um, I feel like we could, you know, sit down and get creative and w- watch a bit of Art Attack and kind of make make Tracy Island with him or something. <laughs> and he can commentate with you as well. He can, you could, you could turn the sound off on whatever TV show, and he could just narrate with what's going on. Literally, just listen to him talk. I mean, I watched the uh, the kind of interview that he did at Glastonbury. Or well, not even an interview. He just did that massive speech, didn't he? It's just you can just see then like the reaction of like those tens of thousands of people that just love that guy so much. So. Yeah, bring him to Preston. Is there any questions that you'd like to ask him? Any burning questions? I mean, obviously, those ones that I'm really interested to know about pigeons, apparently. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. that's my... Uh, that's which, is, my... which is also a Brent quote, by the way, except that some days you're the pigeon and some days you're the statue. So Yeah, true. Well, I actually, that is a some... Brent quote. Somebody told me that recently and uh, I kind of took it the other way. I was just like, oh, one day I'll be the statue. Oh, <laughs> 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 <Like>, wait, no. <laughs> It's the exact opposite. We're not going to let you and David Attenborough starve. You get to take with you an unlimited snack you can munch on to your heart's content. Hopefully David will like it as well and you can decide whether you want to share it with him as well. Yeah, I, I mean, this is kind of the main reason why I've went for this one. I want to, I want to bring along a caterpillar cake because you, you've always shared a caterpillar cake with like the people you're closest to. Do you know what I mean? Like your best mates or like your family. So it's like, it's just quite an intimate thing, isn't it really? So I just think, um, yeah, me and me and Attenborough snacking on a, snacking on a Colin. Uh, <laughs> Not in. Oh, I don't, I'm not making this sound. We can't broadcast that. <laughs> <laughs> Get on a collie. 
Big fit. Oh, you got to bring the beeps over to this segment of it now. <laughs> wow. You and David Attenborough are intimately snacking on a Colin, yeah? <laughs> Watching Gavin and Stacey. Well, now I say it out loud, it's 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 a very different trip, isn't it? But, um, but have, yes, have you tried I couldn't a Connie, think of anything the better. I've never tried Connie the Caterpillar. No, she's no. good, she's tasty. She's got a bit of jam in her as well. Well, may- oh, maybe... Oh, we... no, this is disgusting. <laughs> no, nothing Can you stop? This is horrible. <laughs> Let's get Connie involved as well. I'm, I'm sure David's, <laughs> David's open-minded. He'll be into it, I'm sure. And more cake dirty talk after the break. <laughs> I asked for Colin Caterpillar for my 18th and my 20th birthday, quite unashamedly, because it is just such a nice cake. It's like a big, it's like a big mini roll, isn't it? Then with chocolate outer layer, then with bits of Smarty and Sprinkle. It's so nice, isn't it? Well, amazing. You have got those four shows that you've taken with you, and you have taken your TV personality, which is David Attenborough, and your Unlimited Snack, which is a Caterpillar cake. Uh, you're going to be, <laughs> this is what we're going to take away for this episode, you're going to be snacking on a Colin with uh, David Attenborough. I think that's, that's the it. best. What a life. Any regrets what? that you're taking with you? Oh, I mean, probably the fact that I said I'm going to be snacking on a Colin with uh, yeah. David Attenborough. Uh, <laughs> we got to believe... get that trending. Yeah, I've really dis- disrespected the man here. And everything. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lars. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on this show. You, you, you've given us so many fantastic choices. If I don't see you before, I'll see you at JLS in December. Yeah, I will see you there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> or anyone you send in your place. <laughs> There we go. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the voice of radio youth. You can certainly tell he is a radio DJ. He's got that kind of tone, hasn't he? He's got that kind of DJ vibes going on. I know he said he had to try and stop doing that when he initially started at Capital. Very mainstream choices. What do you think of that? I think that's all right. I think he knows his audience. I think that's completely fair enough. We've seen all those shows. I think most people our generation will have seen all those shows. Um, what, what did he start with? Childhood? We had uh, we had Art Attack, didn't we? We did. We had Art Attack. And of course, Neil. Is it Neil Buchanan? No, that's mm-hmm. that's Great Gatsby. No, no, that's correct. Oh, Neil Buchanan. He is a, a metalhead, rock band, singer, songwriter, guitarist, which is mental considering good he's so mellow on telly. Very good bit of trivia indeed. You did well there. Moving on to the laughing choice, Gavin and Stacey, so surprised. We haven't had it yet already on the show. Such a big mainstream choice, but can you argue it's quality? No, you can't. It's one of those choices, well, that people, it's a bit like Peep Show. People like to put it on in the background or they like to put it on for comfort, maybe when they're lounging about around the house or doing some cooking, doing some cleaning, maybe first thing when they've woken up, last thing at night. It's just one of those things they feel comfortable with, isn't it? One of those shows. Mm, Very much so. I remember when I was a a kid as well, I used to fall asleep to series one, Gavin and Stacey, so I can remember episodes one and two so clearly pretty much line for line actually i could probably recite the whole thing for you straight away now so i know those early series and those early episodes so well then we had a sweating choice that was end of the fucking world the channel (laughs) 4 netflix collaboration which is absolutely brilliant and if you haven't seen that you must see it it's really quirky it's got such a verve and a style to it that's very individual you're a big fan of it and you i think you introduced me to it actually you said i've got to watch this and his free hit choice was The Office UK. Thank God I've just seen it. Yeah, that was perfectly timed from our perspective, wasn't it? Definitely. But undoubtedly one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, if not the best, depending on where your personal preference lies. I'm going to be honest here. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I probably wanted to enjoy it as much. I know everyone around me has been saying to watch it for years, but actually I went into there as a neutral viewer. And as I said, especially, I don't think I was a fan of series two or the first part of the Christmas special, which I'm kind of really sad to say, but I thought it got a little bit too silly for me. But undoubtedly series one for me was was genius. 
But just like Gavin and Stacey, people 20 years on now are discovering these things on Netflix for the first time. And they're now just as popular, in fact, more popular than they ever were at the time of release, which is amazing, isn't it? Moving on to uh, the bonus choices, also very mainstream. Surprise, we haven't had him already. David Attenborough, the voice of nature. Can't argue with that. I think he'd be a great, great person to have with you on the, in the travel lodge at Preston, don't you? And if he hasn't tried it already, David Attenborough will be introduced to a caterpillar cake. Not necessarily a Colin, but I think we all know where we're coming from there, which is basically a, a, an Arctic roll with Smarties. Snacking on a Colin, yeah. <laughs> couldn't, have put it, couldn't have put it better myself. And of course, you can listen to him on Capital FM Sunday, from 12pm till 4pm so thankfully you can have your hangover and you can wake up at midday in time to have uh, <laughs> I don't know I can't think of any foods <laughs>